It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. Well, you came back for another one, so that's always a good sign. I know. I'm still your friend, so <laughs> here we are. <laughs> we appreciate you liking, sharing, subscribing, all the things. Uh, you gently tap the subscribe button on YouTube so that you can see all of our episodes, some of the ones that were just here chatting and some of the ones we were out and about doing our uh, Smoky Mountain adventures. Um, also, we've got a website. Which is frankandfriendsshow.com. So make sure you check us out there, too, for all of our videos. Yeah, that has the links to everything, because we want you to... Um, we'd ha- you, thanks to you, we've gotten quite a few more Instagram followers. You know, I have a lot of uh, Soprano friends who are following us now. So I noticed. That's yeah. lovely. I'm excited about it. And they seem to really enjoy the pictures of you in front of some kind of mural. So I put one on my own personal <laughs> Instagram, hoping to, to catch some of that magic. I, of course, I picked the one where I'm sticking out my tongue like a butterfly. You did a great job becoming, leaving the caterpillar's body and becoming a butterfly. So that was yeah. in our uh, Smoky Mountain Harvest Fest episode, if you want to look for that one online, as we <laughs> we keep marching onward. <laughs> but you've been out and about. Here's the funny thing for me, is that in this episode, this one that we're talking about, you actually said to Amanda Marr that you were going to plan a Severeville vacation. And I didn't take you seriously because I said, oh, I'll come along. I'll make an episode out of it. And you looked at me like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, this is my vacation. Right. You're inviting yourself to it. See, I didn't take you seriously. I thought you were just saying that, oh, this sounds like a great idea. Oh, we should come back and and go to the moonshine and... uh, what a shine and dine festival, even though I'm fully aware that we both have plans that way that night. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to say it, you know. You do, nice yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I actually forgot. We actually did go up to the mountains. And uh, I went on one of the the trails that she suggested. Oh, fantastic. It the driving trail? The driving trail, yeah. Bluff Mountain Driving Trail. That's good. And, you know, it's actually kind of misleading. Because it's, the, the mountain's real? It's not a bluff? Yeah, it's not a bluff at oh. all. The mountain <laughs> is totally real. And it's, I'm sure in the fall it becomes very, very beautiful. But, you know, you have this expectation. It's too soon. It's still September when we're doing it's, this. It's yeah. too soon. It's still beautiful. Yeah. But you have this expectation that when you get to the top of the mountain, you're going to get to, like, get out of the car and, like, explore. At least this is my... What, like there's going to be a parking lot? There's going to be a parking lot, yeah, and you can get out and see, like, some beautiful view or whatever. No. No, 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 no. So you go up all these windy, windy little hills. Switchbacks, yeah. Yeah, which is sort of terrifying. If you're not driving, it can be uh, uh, carsick-inducing. That's true. I was driving, so I was okay on that that side. Um, But you get to the top, and you get to a dead end, and there's... That's it. That's it. There's There's no mountain switchbacks going down the other side? No, you have to kind of loop around and reverse. Oh. And so we're like, well, wait, there's supposed to be this tower at the top that they talk about on the website. On Bluff Mountain? Yeah. Okay. There's supposed to be some radio tower. And so we started going back and we're looking and there was a person who was parked outside of this gate. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. So we think, okay, maybe that's it. We reverse backwards on this small mountain yeah. trail, which is not a good idea. But anyway, we reversed. <laughs> How else are you going to do it? I know. I don't know. So James hopped out of the car and he, he went up to see, okay, who are these people who have like jumped out of the car right, and, right. you know, escaped? Well, there is a radio tower over there. Okay. What kind? Oh, that's probably too advanced. I'm sorry. I, I want to know like what frequency is it AM? <laughs> is, it, is it FM? Is it a ham site? Because I might know the people, you know? <laughs> I have no idea. Never mind. I should. That was a, sorry, that was a little bit of a 
Frank tangent. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Probably a little too too much. Well, you, you know, it's okay. Uh, all right. That's right. Uh, Never too much. So anyway, so he jumps out of the car to go investigate a little bit, yeah. and there are some teenagers basically climbing oh. up on this this tower, and they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, it's fine." You know, on the website, climbing it does, up on a radio tower. Yeah. It does suggest on the website that you shouldn't do that. You know what else suggests that you shouldn't do that <laughs> is electricity. That's what you know. Oh my god! All right, in if this were, I don't know what kind of tower this is. It might have been a cell phone tower. It might have been a ham radio tower. Which is, but if it's if it happened to be an actual broadcast tower, you could get fried. Yeah. Because when we have, um, I'm, I'm thinking of an example of, of um, engineer Tim Berry tells the story about his 9-11 story is that the radio station, uh, the news talk station, happened to be running at reduced power that day because they had tower climbers. Oh. So they actually lowered the elect- amount of electricity oh, wow. going through the tower wow. so as not to harm the people on the tower. Yeah. So he had to drive as fast as he could to get to the tower and say, everybody off. Yeah. And as soon as they were off, they cranked up the, it back to full power because it was a major news day. They had much to report. Right. But that, he obviously had to think of the safety of the people climbing the tower. And if you're just some rando cl- scaling a fence and uh, climbing a, a radio tower, I mean, you they may be uh, permanently neutered. So uh, they I may should, not be able to have children. <laughs> so I should clarify, we didn't climb any fences. No, you didn't. No. But and these they, kids, these, these No, these they didn't either. So there was just like the, there's two separate. So they Karen, have all the radio. Panicked. I know, I know. Don't worry. <laughs> there are two separate towers. They've got the radio towers that, you know, have the, the wired fences. Oh, them. okay. And then there's this other just random, like, beat up tower. Oh, maybe it's turned off. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't think it was turned on or anything like that. Well, it bringing wasn't a tower, covered. Yeah, I mean, bringing a tower down is a, a quite a a large undertaking. So if you can just leave yeah. it be, then you would just yeah. leave it be. It just seemed like some metal stairs and some like you know boarded okay. you know platforms, but oh my. very very rickety. Did you get a picture? Uh, I did get a picture of you, or is it just of the woods? It's basically of the woods. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I wouldn't go up the tower very far. I went up the, just the first rung just to see. I was like, okay, let's get back in the car and drive down this windy hill. So, oh, good. Yeah. But was, you went on a Smoky Mountain Adventure. We did. We did. Because you watched it on our show. Yeah. Kind of. I, I watched mean, it on our show and then went on <laughs> the adventure. Well, and you, which car did you take? Because you've got, I know you've gotten, uh, you're, you're in the process of, of revolving cars because you've got your in-laws' old car and you're getting, you've got your car and you're getting rid of one or keeping one. Yeah, so we drove James's car, which is my parents' old car. Uh-huh. And oh, your parents, right? Yeah, his that, in-laws. Yeah, that's because my car had this little check engine light, or what I thought was a check engine light on it. Well, it's it looks like an engine. It, I mean, it looks it looks like it's got like yeah, a, it's yeah. got like some you know, it's got a shape and it's got a engine yeah. light on it. It's dangerous. It's red. Sometimes it says the words check engine. Sometimes, but I don't know. So yeah. I took. James. I can pull up a picture of a check engine light <laughs> if you need to. If you need to know what they look like, they're I mean, Googleable. Okay, well, yeah. I just assumed it's a red light. It's terrible. It's we a have red to light take on my the dashboard. In. Red light on the dashboard is That's never right. good. It Not a good be, idea. It could be the oil. It could be the battery. It could be the... exactly. So you know, I told James, and we've been talking about making a car appointment because now you can't just like drop your car off. You know, you have to make an appointment three weeks out. Are that many cars <laughs> of your kind of car breaking down? Do they, do they break down with such frequency that I you, guess. I you mean, it's under, get on the waiting list? It's under warranty, so I wanted to make sure, you know, we took it to the people who could take care of that. So anyway, I... I mean, technically, I make an appointment when I take my car, and usually I call and say, hey, can I bring it by tomorrow? They're like, yeah. 
You know, when they, it's, you know. <laughs> I know you don't think you should make an appointment for your car, or you know, I'm, but I like to give them a heads up that I'm coming. You know, yeah, or maybe leave it the night before so they know it's going to be there in the morning. That kind yeah. of thing. They mm-hmm. told us like October fifteenth. Oh, and this would this that at that point we're having this conversation, or you had that that was already a week ago. So that's now, yeah, that's like a three week, four week yeah. gap. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. So I decided since we have this extra car and that's cooled off now, James can drive the Subaru without air conditioning, and I'm going to drive his car. (laughs) (laughs) So on Sunday morning, I took his car, and apparently I also took his keys to the Subaru. Yeah. And so he... he's stranded? He was stranded, but he needed his phone completely broke, and so he needs to go to the store to get a phone. And... (laughs) That's that's an odd feeling, because... my wife went out to chorus pra- choir practice on Monday mm-hmm. night, and somehow she took my car because it's nicer or newer, whatever. She wanted to take my car, and on, the key to my car dropped, popped off of her um, carabiner during oh, no. choir practice. Oh no! So she gets out to the car and is calling me, saying, "I've got bad news. I I can't find the key to your car. You're going to have to come and get me." I'm like, "Well, you also have the key to your car, which is here. I do not. I have no ac- no means of driving over there." And in the course of all, we're about to, you know, scratch it up to 11. And then the maestro says he found it. Someone turned it into oh, him. Oh, that's good. So everything was fine in the that's course good. of this one-minute phone conversation. But imagine that, yeah. you know, when, when you're off, the spouse is off with all the keys to all the cars. And he doesn't have a phone. <laughs> <laughs> so He's like going to be one of those guys. You listen to those guys. <laughs> I always find them shady, but I usually run into them in downtown Knoxville. Hey, man, can I... Can I borrow your phone? I just got to make a call. <laughs> it's and really I, important. And I, I never believe them. And, but yeah. imagine if that was James. I'd have to, I have to, I have to rethink my you rethink do. my priorities. You do. I'm glad that we could have this conversation oh. so that you could reevaluate your priorities. I know what I could do, though. <laughs> so I could real quick sign up for a new Google voice number. So <laughs> <laughs> you could. Say, so here, here's, here's your new phone number. Here, take it with yeah, you. Yeah, take it. Yeah. Here, here right. I'll, I'll sign up for it. Do us your email. There you go. Here's your new number. Go make the call to get out of here. Yeah. So fortunately for <laughs> I, you know, Apple, he texted me on his computer. Oh, right. You got the iMessage. And yeah, he yeah, found yeah. that he, he found my keys. And so he was like, well, I'm going to take your car. And so he takes my car. And with the, the, the check engine light. With the check engine light over to AT&T. And when he. We They're got, not going to fix the check engine light. <laughs> I know. How, why I know. would you take a car to, with a check engine exactly. light to a phone store? Exactly. You know. Oh, because he needed to make a call. Exactly. He had to go he borrow to a phone. A phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he immediately went and got a phone. He that's, immediately went and got a phone. That's how urgent this was. Yeah. Okay. They didn't give him another. He. That's a whole other story. But All right. Well, when he got back, he said, do you want the good news or the bad news? And I said, um, both. And yeah. he said, well, the good news is that the light in your car was just indicating that your tires... The tire pressure was low. Oh. <laughs> so I filled your tires up, and now the light is gone. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. So it was check tire, not check engine. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Well, did it look like a tire <laughs> with kind of a flatter bottom and an exclamation point in the middle? I guess. If yeah, you describe the, it like that. That's, what, yeah, the, that's, that's what the tire light looks like. <laughs> it was red. Yeah, red, yellow. Some of them were yellow. Some of them were red. In my car, in my car, that comes on almost every time we go on a long road trip. Mm. And I took it to the tire guy. I'm like, he's like, well, who fills my tires with nitrogen? Nice. And he's like, and I, uh, I mean, if you want, we can maybe bring it back and uh, maybe put a little more nitrogen in there. But uh, just so you know, 
the way these things actually work is they don't actually measure the tire pressure. They, it's about, it measures when your like uh, anti-slip or anti-lock thing kicks in, implying that you may have lower tire pressure. That could happen in there if you hit a patch of water. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we were driving through a massive rainstorm for 500 miles. He's like, yeah, that would do it. Interesting, <laughs> yeah. So that might've been, but still, I also um, now have been told where the secret button is on my car to turn off the tire pressure light. Really? Yeah, it's oh. down. It's hidden down under there, like past the the gas station flip and past the trunk opening. There's another switch down in there somewhere that I can press and hold, and it'll turn off the nice tire pressure light. Nice. Yeah. And then you just don't have to fix your tires. I still would have them checked. I mean, <laughs> if I'm going to go to the trouble to put nitrogen <laughs> in the tires, yeah, I, which I, I never would have in the past, I just happened to. Uh, my I made an appointment to have my car serviced, and the guy says you're going to need new tires. I'm like, can you do it? He's like, yeah, but you might want to take it over to this other guy because he's got coupons on. The, we, see, my, my, nice. my mechanic says, well, we don't work on regular tires. We only work. On, oh well, they only work on the fancy. We tires. only work on Michelin's <laughs> or Michelin's or whatever. It's like two kinds of tires they allow. I'm like, oh, I've got. My, I told you about my my mechanics. You know, no, yeah, I think they just listen to NPR and nice. <laughs> they only work on Hondas and Toyotas okay. and Acuras and Lexus. You know, they only work on four, those four kinds of cars all made by the same two companies. It's a very, you know, it's kind of an exclusive. It sounds very exclusive. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do make appointments <laughs> and they only apparently uh, work on certain kinds of tires, which I can get from another guy who had this coupons and rebates and whatnot. And they fill them with nitrogen and they do all the things. And it turns out the other guy, the tire guy, also runs, it's a body shop, a wrecker shop. And it was a great deal for me because they bought my old car for $200 and towed it away. Well, that was nice. I was excited about it. Yeah, that's great. Speaking of uh, old things being towed away, (laughs) if someone dies and they don't want to be buried and they want to go to the body farm, Mm. Dr. Bill Bass is credited with starting the body farm. And now he's uh, still at age 93 out there doing lectures, doing, uh, in fact, I was just on the phone uh, making an appointment for um, to work with Dr. Bass in February of 2022. That that's amazing. Yeah, we're talking about the yeah. Rose Glen Literary Festival is is on the books finally again, and um, they want me to MC and they want Dr. Bass to do nice. the stuff and they in the course of it, you know me, Catherine. In the I course do. of it, I had this idea. Oh no! To for a spinoff presentation that we could do. You know, somewhere in in uh, in the Smokies, I'm like, oh, what if Doctor we did this, this, and this? And now, of course, it's back on me to make it happen. But um, that's good of Doc, of Doctor Bass to to know that. It's yes. always best when people bring you ideas to throw right back at to them. say like, oh, that's a great idea. Yes, let's do it. Go well, for it. You know, and I guess in a way, that's what happened when Doctor Bass said, um, "I need to find out you know, what happens to dead bodies." <laughs> <laughs> so like, well, you do that. You could, that can be your project. <laughs> <laughs> and you can read all of this in the books, autographed books that you can get at bonezones.com. Or you can get things like these uh, water tumblers. Uh, there's challenge coins. There's hats. There's T-shirts. There's all sorts of uh, Dr. Bill Bass merchandise. So if you're a fan of uh, the world's greatest forensic anthropologist, as I am, and you want some of this stuff or you just want to come uh, find out when and where he's going to be speaking next, bonezones.com. Don't forget the S. Because that would not be the, the right website. It's Bone Zones. Bone Zones. Z, with an S on it. Mm. These are nice. These are nice. Nice tumblers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I gave you one of the, the silicone straws that I got from my daughter. 
They're very fancy. Because they, they go well with the cup. See. Oh, they didn't come with it? It was something No, else. no. They, 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 <laughs> normally, you, <laughs> well, you saw how well I, I, I manage. I know when, that you like to mix water and technology. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, it's still a little damp. I, mean, <laughs> I managed to knock a, wrap my mic cord around the, the thing and uh, anyway, yeah. knock it over, make a mess. Yeah, it was a good time. I'm hoping that Jerry doesn't see that part of the episode. I guess I could cut that out. I mean, I mean, the, you don't see the spill. The camera wasn't on. I'm just talking about now, where I'm owning up to it. Did you spill anything when you went out to, to dinner this weekend? We, I was very well behaved. You were? Um, okay. And, you know, well, I, I got to, no matter what I do, no matter how many napkins I put on me, I feel like I always get something on the whatever corner. But I, I did wear an eating shirt. Oh, good. Uh, and not the show shirt, because I went to the Secret City Improv Festival. In fact, here, let me I'll show you. This was the playbill from the Secret yes. City Improv Festival, which uh, they went ahead and, and paid pay b- playbill for the actual you know license and you know they were in here. I'm thanked in here. They got all these these troops in here that did a fine job at the Improv Festival, and uh, this now goes into the playbill archives. Very nice. It's an official playbill for that festival, so that might be something to keep in the back your back Absolutely. pocket for um, for future shows that you produce. That's really nicely done. Yeah, and he and the guy Aaron printed it himself. Uh, but you could either pay to have Playbill printed, or you can, ha- um, I guess it's a little cheaper, just have them send you the PDF and you print it yourself. Yeah, it's very nice. But anyhow, so in all the course of all of this, it happens to coincide with a visit from my wife's sister and her <laughs> husband. And in fact, the last time when we were recording, they showed up early. They, they had already come. I think they, they came here. And got here before you showed up. They had been here before me. And yeah. then they, when I told them you were coming, they're like, okay, we'll go to a movie. Yeah. They ran away quickly. Well, I mean, like I said, they could have sat here and watched. <laughs> I'd rather them, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel and watch it that way. And smash that little button. Yes. Subscribe. Yes. So they um, showed up four days, three, four days early. I think they were supposed to come on Saturday and they came on the Wednesday. How did that make you feel? Well, actually, I felt complimented because... They said that wherever they were wasn't as good, and they wanted to come here That's instead. That's so sweet. <laughs> That's so nice. So we weren't 100% ready for them. We're like, well, we've you know, kind of done some straightening. Uh, and actually, to be honest, uh, most of the straightening we had done to get the, the room ready to make a video. Right. You know, the, right. this room. So they showed up early, and things, the house is nice enough, and the bedroom was ready, the guest room was ready for them, and things happened. Um, and they end up, they're very generous people, and they want to go out to dinner uh, almost every night, and they want to go do adventures. So they went to Pigeon Forge to go to Christmas stores. They went to downtown Knoxville to see um, James White's Fort oh, nice. and uh, Blunt, Blunt Mansion. Mansion, which is across okay. the street, yeah. and Market Square. They went to nice. some... Mediterranean restaurant Copita, uh-huh. Copita, yeah. on uh, and that's new. They did, they did all of that, and then the next day they uh, they go to the Museum of Appalachia. Nice and all, and they came to the Secret City Improv Festival. They yes, were they were I mean, busy. We worked them, or they worked themselves because they wanted yeah. to go do things. And you know, while I'm here doing radio and editing and all the things, I'm that's doing. great though. There is so much to do in Knoxville. Yeah, and Blunt Mansion has a brand new garden. I think that's really oh. beautiful. Yeah. Well, they enjoyed it very, very much. And I even told them, I said, um, when you go to James White's Fort, ask for Sam Maynard. Tell him I said hi. He'll say something offensive. And then everyone will laugh. <laughs> Perfect. 
so there's apparently <laughs> when they told the guy at the front desk they, they wanted to say hi to Sam Maynard, they, they apparently got a huge eye roll, like, uh. <laughs> That's funny. Because they, they weren't looking for free tickets. They were just, you know. Right. Wanted to see the guy. What he would say. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a character. Yeah. Well, um, one, of the, one of the other things that happened is I go out to the Secret City Improv Festival on Friday night by myself. And they have been down down Knoxville and Jerry's home. They're all sitting around. And they decide to start watching the Ted Lasso. Uh, the sister and brother-in-law have already seen, I think, all the Ted Lassos. But neither Jerry nor I have. And they said, oh, Jerry, you got to watch some Ted Lasso. So they put it on. And she starts. She, and Jerry made them stop because she was laughing so hard. And they're like, what? That's not even funny. Because something happened. They're calling Ted a wanker. And making the inappropriate hand gesture. And then Ted says, oh, thank you for that. I'm a visual learner. And which is a, a pretty funny line. That's pretty good. Yeah. But Jerry is dying. And they're like, what? And she's because and now I'm now Ted Lasso to her because I have for the past 10 years realized or more that I'm a visual learner. Right. That I need to see it in writing. To learn, to make sure I learn somebody's name, I need to well, actually figure this out. When I was failing miserably at Dancing with the Knoxville Stars, I couldn't learn the beat, I couldn't learn the steps. So my dance partner said, "Well, you just stand there because everything I'm telling you is going in one ear and out the other. You just stand there, and my other, my professional dance partner and I will go through the moves in front of you, and you're going to watch his feet." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then you could do it. I could do it better. She yeah. says, "See, you." I figured it out. She figured out that I'm a visual learner. Yeah. And that I can't hear the beat anyway. I'm I'm totally beat deaf. <laughs> you can't be beat deaf. Well, that's what she <laughs> called it. She had me sit on the on the woofer, subwoofer, and try to tap out the beat, and I couldn't do you it. You couldn't do it, but you can hear what's happening out of. Well, I thought of this. I thought of you because I was. I was doing radio, right? And I got the headphones on. Yeah. And it was like Sweet Dreams by Eurythmics. You get seven seconds, you know, okay. bump. And, and I got, you know, I know the intro yeah. in my head, right? But when I am talking, I do not hear it. Well, when you're talking, yeah. So I, I'm trying to figure out, you're trying to make sure you shut up in time before Annie Lennox starts singing. And I'm more reliant. In the old days, I used to have a big clock that would count you down to zero, and you just stop talking when it gets to zero. So again, it was visual. Well, on this system, the I don't have that. Right. So I've just learned how long seven seconds is. Mm. So I, I do my my shtick, and I think, well, that should be seven seconds. And then I go back and check, and sure enough, I've I've just barely stopped talking before she started singing. But I didn't hear one note of the intro while I was in had it in my headphones. All I could hear is my own voice coming back to me. That makes sense, though. All I right. mean, I can't hear. For, I mean, I can't hear any piano or orchestra really when, you're when singing? I'm singing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I feel a little better. Yeah. Because you, but you know that you have to know the piece, and they keep up. Yeah. They accompany you. Yeah. All right. Well. I mean. So that's my. So I'm a visual learner. So Jerry thinks this is hilarious, and then goes on to tell me after watching a couple of these Ted Lassos that his trick seems to be to compliment everybody. Okay. Now here he is in a strange country trying to coach a sport that he doesn't understand with a bunch of cruel soccer stars who are don't have no, any interest they're not giving him any slack at all you know he's just some idiot and it, really he's hired to tank the team the, the the owner is trying to sabotage the team and uh she wants him to fail that's why she hired him but he doesn't know that he is going to make the best of the situation and he's going to try to succeed and he's going to coach these players the best he knows how and he does that by building them up 
and then saying, you know, if you did this a little, encouraging them, a yeah. little, if you did this a little differently, you'd even be better. You know, and they're like, "What is this nice coach that we right. have?" Yeah. <laughs> so my wife again is laughing at me. She says, "Well, that's still like you because you like to compliment people." I do. I mean, I, I think it's nice to compliment people. I like getting compliments and treat others the way you would want to be treated, right? Yeah. There you go. So getting back to out to dinner with the sister-in-law and the brother-in-law, and we go to a place that I thought would be really good. It's Razzleberry's Razzleberry Razzleberry's Ice Cream Lab in Oak Ridge. Razzleberry's Ice Cream Lab, and it's and and there's like a JV football game going on um, across the street at Blankenship Field, and all these kids are coming in to get their Superman ice cream or whatever it is they're getting. And because of the way the improv festival worked out, I had to be back at the theater at six o'clock. Okay, can you get like real food at Razzleberry? That's what I'm getting to. Most people don't realize you can get real real food because they have this big car that's shaped like a pig that parks out front. That's fantastic. And the guy, the he's from Germany, I think, or Austria, or somewhere in Europe. Cool. And he cooks barbecue. He cooks pork barbecue all the time, chicken barbecue. It's you know you can always get barbecue there and a burger. Anytime that a barbecue joint has a pig outside. Yeah. You know it's good barbecue. Well, everything is pig-themed. Everything. There's pigs on the coffee mugs. There's pig uh, <laughs> decorations in the entire place. There's a painting of a pig on a toilet inside the men's room. Wow. There's everything is pig. That's amazing. So, uh, But I also happen to know that the guy, in addition to cooking burgers and pulled pork barbecue, he also cooks something that he and his family would like to eat. So, um, in fact, I'm going to have to pull up the name of it. And show you this because it's on my wife's Instagram. Um, pie, Razzleberry pie. No, no. Uh, but we, they, we ask them. We get there first of all, and, he's, and dinner is not going to start until five. We get, we're there at four thirty. Okay. So now so my you have wife, to eat ice cream first. Well, Jerry's a little panicked that oh no, um, what are we going to do? Because uh, Frank's got to leave. Right. By five thirty, and we can't order dinner till five. Do we have enough time? time. Yeah, you know, we we kind of yeah. we skipped lunch so that we could have an early dinner and early you're supper. Really so, and they've had this conversation, and me, I'm just you know, I'm, I'm in an, I'm not even, I'm in another like, planet. Look at all of these pigs. I'm walking around. <laughs> There's a section where they sell imported uh, cookies, cakes, candies, nice. from Germany. Nice, you know, and all these other, so this whole area, yeah. these. these can't, cakes and cookies I never heard of, and these sodas I never heard of, and You're these beers like I never heard of. candy shop. So I'm over there. Yeah. And they say, we don't know what we're going to do. We can't order, we can't have dinner until five. They won't, we can't do anything until five o'clock. And you've got to be, be there for the six o'clock show, ready to go. You've got to change your shirt into, out of your eating shirt into your other shirt. What are we going to do? I said, oh, well, I said, I think we might be able to make it. I mean, you know, I mean, if we just ordered, I said, let me go look and see at least what the special is. We can try to figure out what we're going to get. And it says, so I asked the lady, there's no menu, there's a clipboard. Okay. That, and my wife said, we couldn't even find the clipboard. He was still writing it. <laughs> he was still writing down what was on the, you know. Nice. Like, oh, so every day it's different. Yeah. And the number one thing is called Kastler Ripchen. Mm. Kastler Ripchen. Kastler Rip- Ripchen. Yeah, whatever like that Ripchen. is. So yeah. I said, I don't know what that is. So we start Googling it. And, um, Looks good. I told the lady, I said, well, yeah, we, I, I, I usually, my wife and I come here like when the Nutcracker's in town and we always just, I don't even never want to, we never know what we're going to get. We just get whatever you guys are having. And well, we wanted to, we had these out-of-town relatives who are in here and we thought yeah. we told them about it. So we're going to, and we're Googling what this is and she sees this and she comes over and says, oh, that's a bad picture. That's a, it's more like, it's a, 
It's a, like a pork chop that he's marinated for the week, and you can only get it. He doesn't cook it every day because it, t- it takes him a week to marinate the pork chop and then smoke it on Frank, applewood. I'm, I'm going to have to stop you right there. I'm going to have to go. And then he says, and he says, and our <laughs> friends, the farmers, they bring over the applewood, you know, from their trees, and he smokes it out back. I said, well, and meanwhile, it's it's still only 4:45, right? But I've, the lady, whatever has happened. The lady goes ahead and takes our orders and brings us four of these. And they're on the table before, like, at 450, 440, wow. you know. And my wife looks at me. She's like, what? <laughs> they don't start serving dinner until 5 o'clock. It's not yet 5 o'clock. And there's four of these delicious meats on the table in front of us. What did you do? I said, I didn't do anything. I just... I just talked to them. My wife says, did yeah. you bat your big blue eyes at her and get her to, yeah. to do this? Like, well, I just, I told her how much we like it here. <laughs> it brings me to another point, Frank. I'm glad you brought this up. This persuasive personality that you have just by asking. It was, it was, I wasn't even trying. I, I know, just... I know you weren't, but I, w- I went into Jolene's, the store across the street from Grace Burgers that we had been in. Yeah, we did on the episode. We went to Jolene's, Jolene's, yeah. Jolene's, Jolene's. Yeah. So I, w- I wanted to Jolene's say hi. Jolene's on Bruce Street. Oh, so you went back when you went, went to your, on went, your, on your adventure. On my adventure, yes. And with I walked in and I saw Christina, the manager there. And she was she was chatting with me. And Did she they was, watch the show? They they hadn't watched it yet. They were planning on because you were there like the day it came out or yes. the day after it came out. Okay. Yes, yeah. So she asked me how we started doing this show together, and I was kind of telling question. her how accidentally I joined the show. <laughs> you said to me during one of the Tosca rehearsals, "You know, my husband thinks you and I should do a show together." And I said, well, what do you think? <laughs> or something to that effect. I said, actually, something like that. your timing is quite impeccable. Yeah, something like that. Because I am lacking a co-host. At the and moment. Christina said, well, he seems like he would be very convincing. <laughs> so that's just, I guess, your aura, you know? Well, I did talk her into letting us film, it up, you know, exactly. film it in the store. So I'm not surprised that you talked them into giving you dinner early. <laughs> it's just your reputation. <laughs> well, wait. I, so that's it. We started doing the show together because you and I knew each other. Yes. And uh, for, we've known each other for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you remember how we met? I'm assuming it was because I interviewed you. It was. Because when they, when I, we talked about this once before, that when I had to interview somebody for a PBS show, they said, pick someone you're comfortable interviewing. And I thought of, well, who have I interviewed a lot? And I thought of you. You have interviewed me a lot. That's good, though. Yeah, it is. You're still here. Yeah, still a friend. <laughs> you know what? Like, I tend to become friends with everyone I interview. Well, I, I love them. I, I, t- I know. More often than not, it's just this weird feeling that when you interview somebody, you get to know, you get all up in their business. You learn all yeah. this stuff about them. You feel yeah. like you know them. Yeah. You know, you've befriended them because they've told you their life story. That's right. Yeah. And so I've how, told you my life story multiple times. So how did we meet, though? Was it... It was at WNOX. Yeah. So I think you kind of remembered meeting Julia Mitri. Well, I'm... And that's kind of one of your first memories. Well, because you, brought, you brought her along. And I, I brought I'm, Julia Mitri, and yeah, she looked fabulous. I remember well, so it was so you. funny. We, no. have, we have photographic proof that you also looked fabulous. Okay, but Julia had just... I mean, she always looks fabulous, but she had really, you know, oh, gone her, out of her way it was to get her dressed up. first ever yes, radio, radio interview. Yes, so, so she was she very was, excited. She was quite taken by the idea. Yes. All right. So the funny, and I was kind of laughing, so I was like, no one's going to be able to see you, (laughs) which is why we took photos. 
because you're going to be on the radio. Yeah. Um, but she was very excited, and that was cute. What was funny about that is the first time we met yeah. was at WNOX that same season, 2017. But it was for a La Traviata interview. Not the chocolate and wine. It might have been chocolate and wine. I, f- I feel like one of the first things I ever did for... I know Brandon was there. Marble City was the chocolate and wine interview. So I was really mostly focused, obviously, on Maurice and Brandon and... Yes. Was it Michael Rogers? Or I don't remember Michael who Rogers. else was in the cast. But yes. they were all amazing. Yes. Oh, so it must have been... It could have been I, chocolate and it, wine. Well, but it was a radio interview. It was that a radio we, interview. That wasn't about you? Yeah, it was not... I don't know. I know I was there, and I was wearing tennis shoes. I was wearing no makeup. I had glasses on. <laughs> Came the complete opposite of Julia Mitri. <laughs> that's probably why you don't remember. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> and also, my car tire, the same tire that needed tire. Needed air? Air, yeah. It, um... It needed air that day too. What ha- it like? Not only needed air, but it looked like somebody like ripped the tire. Like I had a complete flat. On your way to this first time interview with me. No, when I came out of the interview. It happened at the station. Yes. Somehow oh, I came out of the station, and my tire was no longer in operation. Well, if yeah. you if you parked in the shock jocks p- parking space, they they might have thought you were. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh, well, that's. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. We yeah. should have reported that to somebody. I don't know if it was like done on purpose or if I just like drove well, we'll over wrap, a rock. I mean, it was t- gravelly. T- t- tell you what we'll you know. do. Is we'll wrap um, up the episode and I'll tell you a few stories off the air. Okay. <laughs> so, we'll find out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <gasps> oh, 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 Yeah, oh, it was a good time. Oh. I also had to get to a rehearsal that day. Yeah. James actually drove over, gave me his car, and he dealt with mine. So I could go to rehearsal. Good thing he had the keys. Yeah. yeah. And a phone. <laughs> <laughs> that day. Thank goodness. <laughs> well, all right. So there you have it. Uh, another episode of the Frank and Friends show. And I've learned something new that apparently I overlooked. How many years ago would that have been? Oh, I don't know. Four or five? Well, yeah, yeah, at least. Maybe more. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're my friend. <laughs> I'm glad it survived that rocky start. <laughs> It was not a rocky start. <laughs> it's been dramatic. <laughs> well, I'll put up the picture of, um, and we need to put up the picture of, of you, me, and Julia, Julia. Mitri. Yeah. You know. With the blonde. Yeah. Yeah. So we can yeah. enjoy that. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for watching, liking, sharing, subscribing, for visiting our website. At frankandfriendshow.com. Tell your friends, do subscribe on YouTube and all the other methods. Uh, thanks to bonezones.com. Don't forget the S for sponsoring this this episode and uh, we'll be back again with more Smoky Mountain adventures and more regular episodes of the Frank and Friends show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. And we'll talk to you next time.